Hello, friends, and welcome to the show. So this episode, I'm going to be talking about is the FBI responsible for what's happening at the Capitol building right now? And it's certainly possible. And I'll talk about it here in a second. But first, how about you smash that like button, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and please go to notsuzzeredyet.com, have a look around. Let's get started. So this blood is on the hands of blue Anon Democrats. National Guard member deployed to the Capitol dies after medical emergency. A National Guard member on assignment at the Capitol died after a medical emergency, defense officials said Thursday. Joint Task Force District of Columbia is set to confirm the death of a National Guard member serving with the U.S. Capitol security mission due to an apparent medical emergency. The individual was not on duty at the time, and the incident is under investigation. I wonder if it has anything to do with the metal shavings and rice and the raw chicken that you're serving these people of the National Guard. Oh my goodness, you're treating them worse than I would treat my dog who is currently keeping my feet warm. This is disgusting. You either take care of your soldiers or you send them home. You are not going to treat them like garbage or they will not follow your orders. This is bananas. This is the United States of America. This is not North Korea. It is revealed no further details or it revealed no further details as officials are still working to notify the service members next of kin. It's just frustrates me so much because there's no reason for the National Guard to be in Washington, D.C. And again, I know this is a hot take, two hot takes on the same day. I understand. But there is no reason for to have for you to have 5,000 National Guard troops in Washington, D.C. What has happened since January? Absolutely nothing. What happened before January? Hmm, I don't know. There was seemed to be a bunch of intel reports that went to the Capitol Police, that went to the FBI, that went to D.C. Mayor Mario Bowser, that went to Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell. And guess what? They did nothing. So why don't we investigate them? You're investigating grandmas who were let into the Capitol building and you're not investigating the tops of these pol who make these political decisions as to how many National Guard troops should have been there, which there were barely any and they were conducting traffic and they were unarmed and something bad happened and now you want to basically have more troop presence in Washington, D.C. than you have in Afghanistan, you can go F yourself at this point, guys. You now have blood on your hands due to your poor decision-making and your poor planning. From Molly Hemingway, Biden administration overruled National Guard general who wanted to pull troops out of D.C., the top general at the National Guard pushed the Biden administration to relieve troops of their deployment in Washington, D.C., but was ignored and overturned by the Pentagon to instead gaslight the public with the continued military presence. According to an official memo obtained exclusively by Fox News Thursday, the National Guard chief told the Pentagon he disagrees with the need for 2,300 troops to, re to remain in the U.S. Capitol, which has seen beefed up security from federal troops since the riot in early January. I'm just going to go ahead and cut to the video here. Jillian, what's this all about? All right, so, uh, so John, the official internal memo that we've obtained reveals that the National Guard's top general disagrees with the Pentagon's decision to keep those 2,300 National Guard troops here at the Capitol. The National Guard chief is laying out really what's his whole case in this memo, saying that the Guard is already overstretched, and he doesn't think that they're actually equipped right now 
to carry out this mission. Now, despite this, Defense Secretary General Austin overrode the National Guard's recommendation and extended the D.C. mission anyway. Let's take a look at the memo. General Daniel Hawkinson, he's the chief of the National Guard Bureau, writes, quote, efforts to date have not secured enough volunteers among supporting states to meet the U.S. Capitol request of 2,280 soldiers, nor even option B, which is to keep 1,000 soldiers there. So they can't even get, what is that, 20 soldiers per state to go to Washington, D.C. They can't even get 1,000 troops. That's That seems to be pretty bipartisan when it comes to the National Guard, when it comes to states, basically saying, no, we're sick and tired of being in D.C. You're wasting our time. And you've now killed one of our own for nothing, for nothing. They died on your watch for nothing. Nothing has happened. Nothing will happen because you're making up these blue and on conspiracy theories. It's going to lead to people dying. I said this a week ago. And guess what? Somebody did die this week because of this blue and on conspiracy theory. It's so ridiculous on so many levels how it's okay to be a blue and on conspiracy theorist. It's okay to spread misinformation as long as you're a Democrat. No, these people are extremely irresponsible. These people are dying for nothing and for nothing because there's no evidence of anything being done. They, their source is someone named Ken. That seems like a real solid source. Excuse me as I go look up Ken on the internet. Guess what? I'm not going to be able to find Ken. Because Ken probably doesn't exist, just like the Russia hoax, the Kavanaugh hoax, the Covington kid hoax, all these little hoaxes perpetuated by the Blue Anon conspiracy theory. It doesn't exist. And this doesn't exist. And now people in the military are dying because of it. It's their fault. He goes on to say, quote, I'm concerned that the continued indefinite nature of this requirement may also impede our ability to man future missions. Now, Fox News has learned that this memo did circulate within the White House at the National Security Council last week. And then just two days ago on the 9th, Secretary, uh, Defense Secretary General Austin formally approved that extension to keep the troops here in D.C. protecting the Capitol. We also have to flag, John, this memo is also at odds with what the Pentagon told Fox News just yesterday when they pressed him on why the Secretary of Defense I thought this White House was going to be the most transparent White House in the world. But Joe Biden's already gone 50 days without giving a press conference longer than any president in modern presidential history. And they're continuing to lie to us. They say there's no crisis at the border, even though they've locked up 50 percent more kids in cages than Trump ever had. Uh, but they say Orange Man was inhumane. But they have max capacity with kids in cages sleeping on concrete and metal benches or just on the floor because they aren't provided mattresses and they have to stay in there beyond the 72 hours that it's legally required for them to be transferred out of those facilities. Um, no, well, you know, you know, they're transparent, guys. They make you feel better. Uncle Joe makes you feel so good when he grips you by your shoulders and sniffs your hair. Oh, my God, guys, it's just so oh, my God, it's orgasmic defense signed off on this mission. Take a listen. I, w I don't think I'd describe it that way. I mean, uh, yes, the Department of Defense will be funding this as we funded the previous mission, which ends at the end of the week. But that's not how anybody's looking at this uh, uh, or 
you know, foisting that on the Capitol Police that they're looking at this as, as free labor. They so, John, the Pentagon knows now that Fox News has obtained this internal official memo. They're declining to comment on it, not denying its existence, though. Yeah, it looks like a case of the, the civilian political appointees overruling the ones who are on the front lines there. Jillian, thank you so much for that exclusive Fox News report. And he brought up a he brought up a good point. The civilian appointees are overriding the troops on the ground, and this is what happened during the Biden administration. And this is what hamstrung our military. Notice that when Trump took over, he let the troops on the ground make the call. And guess what? We destroyed ISIS in months. And that's what's important. You got to trust your leadership on the ground. If you don't trust your leadership on the ground, then they shouldn't be your leadership on the ground. You should find new leadership. And this is the problem with Democrat military leadership versus GOP military leadership. You have heavy handed from the top and then you have I'm going to delegate. I'm going to trust the people I put into place. And not just that. They brought up a good point. It seems like Washington, D.C. wants to use these National Guard troops as free labor. And they shouldn't be used for that. If you need more Capitol Police, then hire more Capitol Police. But it already seems like you have too many Capitol Police as it is. You only need to secure, what, a few square miles and you have a police force of like 3,000? How many more do you need? Why do you need to double your troop presence? What are you trying to hide? What are you so afraid of? Are you afraid that we the people are going to find out that you're full of crap? Because it's sure, it certainly seems that way, guys. It certainly seems that way. Jumping over the hill. House Armed Service leaders' level of security at Capitol not warranted at this time. The Guardsmen were originally meant to bulk up security for Biden's inauguration, but the deployment was extended afterwards over continued security concerns. The security concerns were in part related to the QAnon conspiracy theories mistaken belief that Trump would be inaugurated on March 4th, the original date of presidential inaugurations until 1933 when the 20th Amendment moved it to January 20th. March 4th came and went without incident. Neither the Pentagon nor Capitol Police has detailed the threats warranting an extension into May, but the Pentagon has said Austin viewed the request as valid and that the National Guardsmen are meant to increase Capitol Police's capacity. It's very much about a capacity assistance to the Capitol Police as they begin to flesh out and develop what they're going to need long-term to deal with a new reality on Capitol Hill, Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby told reporters Wednesday. You know what? I'm interested to know what's going to happen when George Floyd, or not George Floyd, but when Derek Chauvin gets off on his murder charge and Antifa takes to the streets of D.C. again, when they decide to try to burn down Black Lives Matter Plaza, when they decide to try to light a fire again on the White House lawn. What is Joe Biden going to do? Because Joe Biden does not like black and brown people. He did not want to raise his Aryan children in some sort of racial jungle. So I wonder, is he going to have the National Guard shoot and kill all these peaceful protesters who are fiery but peaceful? I guess time will tell. So why do I think the federal government is so concerned about this? Well, I think the federal government had participated in what happened in January 6th. And I know it's going to sound kooky, but kookier things have happened in American history. And this is going to be, what, my third hot take today. So yay, yay, guys, yay. I'm excited.
The FBI still can't find the pipe bomber because they are too busy keeping America safe from grandmas who illegally toured the Capitol building. That's from Elijah Schaefer. From Catherine Herridge, pipe bomber new or new video released FBI shows the suspect the Bureau believes planted two pipe bombs in D.C. the night before the Capitol riots January 6th. CBS Herridge has more on the unique clues, including the suspect's gate. That may lead to new tips. New video released by the FBI shows how two pipe bombs were planted in Washington the night before the assault on the Capitol. Senior investigative correspondent, that's Catherine Herridge, is tracking the search for a suspect. Catherine, good morning to you. Why is the FBI putting this out now? Well, Gail, good morning. Federal investigators are hoping these extended video clips will jog someone's memory. They show how the suspect walks from the front and from behind, their mannerisms, how they carry the backpack, even swing their arms. Military intelligence sources tell me that someone's gait can be as unique as a fingerprint and may lead to more tips. We have satellites that can analyze people's gates. This has been around for a long time at, at least at least 10 or 15 years you can just basically go okay this is how the person walks they upload it into a satellite and the satellite just basically scans like google ai and just scans everybody walking and it'll find that person and identify them and you go okay this person's here okay we're gonna go scoop them up that's been around for a long time i don't understand why they haven't done it it's almost like they don't want to find this person they want to have their boogeyman out in the wind. The FBI reward has stood at $100,000, and based on my reporting, the identification of this suspect is a tier one priority for federal investigators. It is the missing link in the timeline leading up to the riots. The FBI says the pipe bombs were planted on the evening of the 5th, and the devices were not discovered until the following day as the riots unfolded. Finally, the reward suggests that more than two months after the riots, the FBI has few strong leads and needs the public's help. Tony? Catherine, thank you very much. So we trust these people to know things? If they can't find this one individual, they're finding people with cell phone records. You're telling me they can't find this individual with cell phone records? You're telling me you can't find this individual, again, through gate analysis using satellites? It definitely looks like a woman by the way they're walking, but it's hard to say. So why would I think that this may be a government plant well because the fbi kind of has a history in this did you this is from jack basiabic did you know during the church committee hearings the fbi admitted 2,000 members of the kkk were working for them nationwide let's check this out oh my goodness let's x out of that ad fbi leadership claimed bureau was almost powerless against kkk despite making up one-fifth of its membership in response to a FOIA request filed several months ago, the uh, the Send Study 75 uh, file pr pertaining to the church committee, the FBI recently released a pre-processed file apparently unable to provide even uh, pre-processed documents within the time period requested by the law. That includes excerpts of testimony from Deputy Associate Director James Adams addressing, addressing the Bureau's involvement with and failure to curtail the KKK. In actuality, all that was discontinued in 1971 was the centralized program. According to the memo commonly cited as discontinuing the program for security reasons, uh, COINTELPRO efforts would be considered on a highly selective individual basis with tight procedures to ensure absolute security. So COINTELPRO is 
black extremism. That's what they're going after. The church committee would note that the efforts had continued in several known instances and that the effect of ending the centralized program was simply that it was impossible to understand the full scope of those efforts without manually searching over 500,000 case files. After proposing this technically true but entirely misleading statement, Adams admitted to the committee that the law had been ineffective against the Klan. He also argued that the local law enforcement should be the primary tool used against groups like the Klan. The argument fell somewhat flat against the light following paragraphs in Adams' uh, testimony, where he admitted that the local law enforcement officers had been participating in Klan violence, stating that the FBI and the federal government were almost powerless to act. He nonetheless defended the Bureau's actions against the testimony of one of their own informants by pointing out that they had provided his information to local police departments. This defense also fell somewhat flat immediately following his admission that some of these police departments had members participating in Klan violence. In light of what was testimony, it's hardly surprising that Adams also admitted that the information was not being acted upon. Adams then emphasized this by stating it seemed to validate some of the things Roe had said shortly after in, uh, impugning the depth of Roe's knowledge and ability to speak on the subject. Adam's testimony bemoaned the legal obstacles preventing the Bureau from acting that they wish they could, an ironic complaint given the illegal behaviors that CoinIntelPro is infamous for. Adams also noted that the groups being monitored had greater numbers than ever before, which made it difficult for the Bureau to fully monitor them and counter their efforts, as well as increase the danger of these groups. The latter point may have been more impactful if Adams hadn't also admitted that approximately 2,000 members of the KKK were working for the FBI. The testimony then noted the Bureau was almost single-handedly responsible for the impressive growth in the KKK's membership, which Adams had just lamented. According to the Bureau's numbers, not only were 20% of the KKK members working for the FBI, the FBI was responsible for 70% of the recent growth in the KKK's membership, and that rather than having the effect of reverting violence, it resulted in tail wagging the dog. Adams disputed the number of FBI-employed uh, KKK members by stating that the 2,000 informants including all racial matters and that the FBI only accounted for around 6% of the KKK's membership. It was brought up with Adams that there were considerable evidence that no attempt was made to prevent crime when the FBI had information that it was going to occur without, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's see. Adams denied that the Bureau had encouraged informants like Roe to participate in violence, only to have his statement contradicted by both Roe and the agent in charge. Mr. Roe's statement is substantiated to some extent with an acknowledgement by the agent in charge that if he were going to be a Klansman and he happened to be with someone and they decided to do something, he couldn't be an angel. These are words of the agent and be a good informant. He wouldn't take the lead, but the implication is that he would have to go along or would have to be involved if he was going to maintain his liability as a that's redacted the testimony exerted is in the files with the Adams denying that the Bureau became involved in anyone's sex life okay and then it gets pretty obscure after that but the the FBI was single-handedly responsible for the explosion and growth of the KKK at one point they made up 20% of the KKK membership they were involved in the violence committed by the KKK so are they involved in QAnon? Are they involved in the Proud Boys? We already know Enrique Tario was a informant of some sort. Are they involved with the Boogaloo Boys or whoever are committing these uh, acts of domestic terrorism, which, which is currently the boogeyman, just as the KKK back in the day was considered the boogeyman? I don't know. And we need to get to the bottom of it. We need our government 
to be honest with us because if they've done it before, they're going to do it again and they're going to do a better job of covering their tracks. So that's going to be it for now, friends. Unless the world starts to burn in a hellfire, I'll see you guys on Monday. Have a good one. Hello, friends, and welcome to the show. So welcome to Joe Biden's America, where his shock troopers go and assault peaceful protesters in Portland. So what exactly am I talking about? So reporting, so a lot of this reporting is going to come from Andy No. So he's quoting basically a Antifa poster may result in retaliatory action by the demonstrators. Ahead of tonight's pre-announced Antifa riot in Portland's Pearl District, the Neighborhood Association has sent out a warning to the community. It tells people to stay indoors after 7 p.m. So here is the poster. Autonomous demonstration, Jameson Square in the Pearl, 8 p.m. Direct action march, Friday, March 12th. No streamers, no megaphones, no masters. Wear black, be water, no justice, no peace, no borders, no nations, abolish deportation. And then they have a circle with a slash through it for the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. And here's from the Pearl District. Again, we ask you to please limit activity to and from the garage during this time if possible. It would also be advisable to discourage any food deliveries or visitors after 7 p.m. on Friday evening. It will be best to limit the opening of any doors while the demonstration occurs. Please do not engage with the demonstrators in any way, including yelling at them or filming them in plain view, as they may result in retaliatory action by the demonstrators. Retaliatory, retaliatory action by the demonstrators doesn't necessarily sound very peaceful, does it? It doesn't sound like they're there to make a positive change in the world. It sounds like they're there, they're there to create damage or there to cause damage, uh, create mayhem, burn things to the ground. They're there for anarchy, guys. This is bananas. This sort of, again, this sort of doublespeak basically saying, oh, well, you know, they're just... It's just retaliatory action by these peaceful demonstrators. No, there's nothing peaceful about a pipe hitting you in the back of the head. Let's jump over to Ryan Savadera. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Fox News reporter Chad Peregrim needs to ask Nancy Pelosi during her next press conference if these agents are stormtroopers, which is what she called them under Trump. Salmon Street in downtown Portland is filled up with tear gas and smoke so thick that it became impossible to see. So let's check this out. So they're throwing tear gas grenades, possibly flashbangs, I can't really tell. But they're just basically, it looks like there's about 20 cops marching side by side, basically pushing Antifa away from them. People don't understand how small of a force you need if they're well-equipped enough. You only need 10 to 20 well-trained military or police personnel to deal with a crowd 10 times their size. That's what makes the U.S. military special forces so 
dangerous. So there's there's Joe Biden's shock troopers storming the streets of Portland, basically shooting at peaceful protesters, guys. Where's the outrage from all the bleeding heart liberals around the country? Uh, not one peep, actually. No one's talking about it. it. Same thing like no one's talking about little kids in cages at the moment either. And you know, again, footage of Antifa and BLM riders being pushed back by federal officers after they tried to storm the Mark O. Hatfield U.S. courthouse in downtown Portland. They taunt the officers, telling them to shoot. And if I was one of those cops, I probably would have obliged. They're lucky I wasn't there. You know what? I really want to see some of these cops be like, all right, dude, you promise not to press charges and then just beat the crap out of these loudmouth protesters who say, you ain't nothing without that badge. So what happens when he snaps his neck on the ground and goes, shut the hell up, you piece of crap. I want to see that happen. I want to see these cops be basically allowed to take the gloves off without legal ramifications. If someone's calling them out, say, take off your badge, fight me like a man, I'll knock you out. Be like, all right, dude, take off your body armor, put down your weapon, and beat him. Basically curb stomp that piece of garbage. And guess what? It'll make people shut their mouths. It'll make people like that second guess before they decide to taunt the police. Because when you neuter your police force, when you neuter your military, when you neuter those you basically task to defend society, you're going to have weak people think they're strong because the police aren't allowed to defend themselves. Notice how that cop also was pulled back as soon as he pushed those people back out of the way, basically saying, hey, you need to get back. You need to stop touching us. And they're like, hey, dude, you need to calm down because we're going to get in trouble. No, it shouldn't be that way. If you touch a cop and he knocks you out, guess what? It's your fault for having touched that cop in a situation like that. So we need we at least in Portland or when any of these things go on, there need to be a provision because I'm pretty sure Washington is a mutual combat state. Allow the cop to basically fist fight one of those members of Antifa, send him to the hospital, allow him to send a message. It needs to happen. We need to send a message to these people that it is not tolerated. F the United States. Antifa tried to break into federal courthouse in Portland. Federal officials just removed the barricades protecting the building after months of Antifa attacks on the building. Now they're back again. Portland riots. Fuck you, touch me again. I ain't touched that one door. Don't fucking touch me. Take that government paycheck. Better shake. Touch me. 
I'm kind of surprised, but I'm also kind of surprised that none of those people were shot. <laughs> people at, at a certain point, at a certain point, people deserve to be shot. And there's a certain point when these people are starting to push that point. Yeah, pull it, pull it, do it. You don't scare me. You don't fucking scare me, bitch. That's not going to hold. That will not hold. That great. Oh, look at your guys' new window. What does that look like? I don't even know what that is. Look at his ass. Ha! Fuck you! Oh, boy. So much for your guys' new window. Where are the fence at? Seriously, like, as soon as they started ripping those doors open, been like, hey, you have one warning. Keep pulling on those doors. We're going to be forced to shoot you. We're going to be forced to put you down like a pack of stray dogs. Because guess what? You're not only, basically, you're threatening everybody in that building. And guess what? Those U.S. Marshals that are there locking up that building, they will be forced to open fire. And people will not like that. But that's the way it's going to have to go down. It's getting bananas. It's getting bananas. People need to be able to do their jobs. There's a reason why this has been going on for a year in Portland, but nobody's talking about it. Antifa and other far-left rioters in Portland tried to break into the Chase Bank. A lone security guard tried holding them back. He pulled out a pistol during the mob attack. Look, guys, don't. if you have a problem with a group of people, you need to address that issue with that group of people. I have no problem with people. Well, I have less of a problem of people vandalizing a courthouse if they have a problem with the courthouse, right? I had less of a problem of people storming the Capitol than I had of people storming a bank because what did Chase Bank do to them? However, 
people had a problem with the election and then they stormed the Capitol. And I understand that that's a hot take and that might eventually be used against me. But let me take a second to explain. So if you have a problem with a with the government, right? And what, what I thought was actually pretty interesting is when I think it was in Minneapolis, when they burned that police station to the ground in Minneapolis, guess what? They had a problem with the Minneapolis Police Department and they burned down that police department. While I don't condone the burning down of the police department, at least they their rage was focused on what they were mad at, right? But as soon as you start looting and robbing and killing indiscriminately, then we have a problem. You go from an inconvenience or somebody that I disagree with your tactics to then somebody I hate because you are now negatively affecting the entire community, if that makes any sense. So if you have a problem with the police department and you protest the police and you make the police basically, you inconvenience the police, then you're basically, you're protesting, right? But as soon as you loot a Target or you loot a Best Buy or you burn down a black-owned business, um, no, you're just a piece of garbage at that point. You're no longer a protester. You're an opportunist. You're an, not even an anarchist because anarchists wouldn't do that because they would understand that the consequences of doing that would be they would probably get killed because that's what happens in an anarchy. So I understand that that's kind of a nuanced take. Uh, not everybody would agree with it, but... Um, it's my show. I guess I can have my own opinion, I suppose. And we really need to unite against white nationalism in this country. So this took place in Philadelphia. Dirt bike rider beats up Asian man in Philadelphia and nearly kills him with a gun. What the fuck? Oh, shit! So he's beating on him. No, And he goes in and closes no, the door no. and he goes and grabs no, a gun. chill, 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 chill. And before oh, that, you see shit. him throwing cinder blocks at the minivan. He's trying to kill that nigga, yo. He needs shoes with better traction, though, because he keeps falling. But this is bananas. This this white nationalism that's leading to the uptick in Asian hate crimes needs to be addressed. Joe Biden needs to do something about this. Of course, I'm saying this in jest because it's a group. Oh, well, I'm not. If, if you're watching on YouTube, you know what you're watching. If you're listening on podcasts, just jump onto the channel on YouTube and watch the end of this video. And while I'm saying that, why don't you go ahead and like, follow the channel if you haven't already, and please share the video because I'm still trying to grow the channel. I'm thinking about doing a giveaway once I hit a certain number of subscribers. So there's that. But this is also. This is really concerning because nobody's talking about this. They say, hey, there's an uptick in hate crime against Asian Americans, and they like to blame Trump. Even in these videos, they say, this is Trump's fault. And it's like, how is this Trump's fault? For one, Trump is no longer president of the United States. And two, I don't believe these individuals would have listened to Donald Trump, not to basically perpetuate a stereotype or anything, but they don't seem to be... Um, of the GOP party, if you would, because they don't seem to fit that mold. I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, prove me wrong. I'm more than willing to basically 
say I was wrong. I'm man enough to say that. But these definitely looked like Hillary Clinton voters, if they had voted at all. These look like people who are opportunists and are just violent, because that's all this is. This is violence for the sake of violence. And you don't see this. I'm glad I live in Texas because you don't see these types of things happen in Texas. If this were to happen, I would probably get out of my car and just shoot the guy in the street because you are not going to beat somebody to death right in front of me. I'd rather have my day in court and have that person have his day in court than watch that person die. I'm tired of having watched people die and it's not going to happen again. So not on my watch. I don't. I understand that Philadelphia has very strict gun control laws, but we need to keep we need to keep our heads above water, right? We need to stand up for one another. When you see this happen, you need to defend your fellow American. And you may get hurt, but guess what? If these politicians aren't going to do it, in the short term, we need to defend one another. In the long term, we need to replace these failed politicians with more competent politicians. Or we just need to get rid of the government altogether and rebuild anew. We already have the framework. We have the U.S. Constitution. So if we have to re basically remove all elected officials and input all new elected officials, because what we currently have the Nancy Pelosi, the Chuck Schumers, the Mitch McConnells, the uh, Jill Bidens, the Kamala Harris, these career politicians who have done nothing with their life other than suck on the teeth of the government are failures. And it leads to this. And they don't care because they have their private security. They have their own private army. They want to take away your guns while they have a private army behind them. And that is disgusting. So that's going to be it for now, friends. I'll see you all in a couple hours. Until then, have a good one. Bye.